Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Welcome to the Table Podcast. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> Welcome to the Table Podcast, where everyone gets to take a seat. That was weird. I'm Nadia. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. It doesn't flow it as well. It doesn't I flow as well. There, but I mean, that's where we're at today. And that's all that really matters. I just feel like, you know, sometimes it's nice to do something different. Mm-hmm. Just like push ourselves outside of our, you know, creative comfort. Uh, I don't know if this was necessarily pushing ourselves out of creative <laughs> comfort or we were letting people know how we actually show up on a daily basis. That's real. Yeah. I don't like to follow rules. I'm not rules a rule follower. Yeah. So Isaac, I feel like it's been zero days since I've seen you last. Yes, this is true. Um, I feel like, you know, we expressed at the beginning of the year we wanted to put the intention in place to see each other more, Mm -hmm. to record more regularly, and look, like, I feel like I see you every day. (laughs) (laughs) I was telling Josh, like, earlier, I was like, I've seen Nadia three days in a row, which has not happened since I first moved to yeah. Seattle. Like, this is not normal. This feels like it's great. the beginning again. Yeah. Uh, I, feel, I feel a new vigor in our relationship. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have kind of enhanced uh, what was once, you know, beautiful into mm-hmm. something even more beautiful, right. blossoming this spring. Yes. And that is because <laughs> it is spring. And yes. the cherry blossoms are blossoming. That's right. So clearly we're just like following na- nature's order of like how we should show up. Yes. It's beautiful. We love it. Yes. We stay. Um, what are some things that we should jump into? I guess we should just tell them what we have been doing. All I mean, right. We have had a great time in life. I mean, so many great things are happening. Maybe updates on our lives. I don't know. What's happening in your life, boo-boo? I mean, okay. <laughs> I'm like, maybe you should start. Yeah, maybe I should start. Okay, so since the last episode, I am no longer employed at the place that I'm employed at. Mm. So I am fun and fun employed. I love fun employment. Fun employment. Yeah. It's really cute. Um, I'm not super stressed about it. It just was like what it is. And like now we're here. And because of this, I've had so much more free time to like work out and like take care of myself and like really dive into things that I like care about and people that I care about which has been really wonderful having more time to like spend with friends and like set up like things that we can go to or like actually have time to look through Facebook and figure out what event is happening happening that night so I can go mm-hmm. like I didn't realize how tired and like how much my job just kind of like yeah. absorbed my life until I was out of it and now I'm just kind of like it's still trying to take me out but like we're here yeah you yeah. definitely been inspired to do a lot more activities, mm-hmm. I would say. We went to the open mic together. We did do an open mic night. Oh, my gosh. And it was so fun and so weird. And very, it, like, made me uncomfortable a lot of times. But then also it touched my heart, you know, mm-hmm. in weird ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we... Should we say where we went? Yeah, I feel, I feel like, like we should let people know that's about a cute Retro. Little group it was super cute. Activity we did. Yeah, it's called Retro. It's hosted by something in UW. Yeah. It's like a school thing. <laughs> I assume. It's like definitely a student run open mic night. Yeah. At UW. Yeah. Yeah. And it was at the Ethnic Cultural Center. Yep. Right off of campus. And it's super cute. I think I've been there a couple of times for like um, improv shows and like different shit. So like it's a dope space and like the stage is really nice. Mm -hmm. I haven't like done spoken words since like last year, like actively last year. And it was like really nice to do it there. Yeah. So 
It was funny because um, they were very young people. Like, it reminded me of college. And mm-hmm. I, you know, like, when you're in college and you're at that age, you're like, yeah, this is what I should be doing. I'm going to act a fool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a good time. Right. And it feels like you're living your most grown-up life. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm more grown-up, <laughs> I, like, was like, oh, yeah, I was exactly like that at that age. It's just weird to, like, feel the growth, <laughs> I think. Or watch, but... like, watch other people coming into their own growth, right? Like, totally. It was, like, the, the young people. The young they weren't. They're they, not that they much younger than I am. They were probably significantly younger than me. They, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I do have to say, you know, some of them weren't born in the 90s. That's true. Some that of them was were shocking. born in the '90s, and that is concerning to me. Yeah, that was like when they were like, "Yeah, like you should." What was it? It was like, it was like I think it was Usher. It was an yeah. Usher song. It was like, "If you're born after the 2000s, you know this song." And I looked at you, and I was like, "What does what we, this mean? What are we talking about?" <laughs> yeah. So yeah, some of them are not legal yet, Mm-mm. and I am far from that age at right. this time. It was wild. <laughs> um, there was a lot of cool performers um, and a lot of different, like, um, what was it? It was, like, comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. There was, like, musicians. There was rappers. There was people who, like, had, like, f- never stepped on a stage before who had gone up there. There was the singers. There's people who are putting out music who were, like, showcasing their, like, new songs at the place. It was really dope. There was fake Eminem. Like, that was one. <laughs> one character I enjoyed was Eminem. <laughs> He was literally so talented, like, I honestly could not. Yes, you, he was really, really good. And he reminded me exactly of Eminem. And it was like, but, like, if Eminem wasn't, like, a murderous, like, white man. Right, right, yeah, right. Like, Definitely, definitely remove that part from yep. your image in your head. Um, And then there was this dude who, like, had learned guitar, like, two weeks prior. And by learned, I mean, I'm going to definitely put it in some some light quote. Um, for sure. <laughs> but he just got up there. He didn't tell anybody what his act was. So they had to figure out sound, of course. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, me and Isaac were like, yeah, you know, he's not stressed about the process of the rules, which means he's probably just focused on his music. Uh, he's going to be really talented. I thought the guy looked prepared. He looked like he was about and to And like, you know what? And he was ready. He was he ready. He was ready. He was ready. And when he performed, I did not hear a single chord. I did not hear a single chord, uh, but I did hear <laughs> the love on his heart for the music and some interesting lyrics, yes. for sure. I think he is a lyricist. Yeah, absolutely. It, like, first and foremost, we're going to give props absolutely. to those absolutely. I, I literally don't feel comfortable repeating any of them, Mm-mm. but it was everything. In that moment, I felt like that was the right vibe that we were going for. There was like, yeah, I don't... Yeah, no, I can't repeat any of the words. No. I was going to try and attempt it, and I was like, inappropriate for my audience. Nah, so. like, <laughs> and the thing is, like, I feel like I'm pretty, like, vulgar, just, Same. like, as a human being. I and try. that that song was just too much, but I was here for it. It's graphic. Yeah, it was pretty vivid. Yeah. Ooh. So that's been good. Fun yes. employment activities with Isaac have been really nice. Yeah, I feel like I've been... In a very weird uh, kind of, I don't really know what I want to do with myself next place, which is like so Nadia. Um, So yeah, I've just been kind of exploring different career opportunities. And other than that, like going to yoga every day, Yep, which has been so nice. I love yoga because you can just feel your progress over time. 
Like, it's something that if you're doing the same moves consistently, you can just see yourself progressing throughout the week. It's really cool. Um, and I'm, like, getting to a place where I feel very stable in most of the moves, which is great because then I can just, like, strengthen and, um, yeah, get even stronger. So it's been cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, like, I've been taking just time to reflect. That's weird. So I recently <laughs> quit one of my clients because I was, like, ready to branch off and do something new. And it has been, like, it's been so weird to have free time. It's been a very long time. People who know me know that I like to go from work to my other job to my other job to my other job. Like, that's just a thing that I do. Or I like volunteering or I'm like, it just I'm just busy. I like being busy. And so lately I've been exploring not being busy. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I don't even know if I like it, to be honest. But I do find some enjoyments. Like, I, I do love being lazy. But I can only do it for so long before exactly. I start to go stir crazy. So, so yeah, I've been just exploring, like, uh, what does it mean to have some free time and what should I be doing with it and mm-hmm. kind of how am I going to fill my time moving yeah. forward. If we didn't already have a topic today, it would be really dope to, like, talk about rest because I feel the same way. Like, after I stopped mm-hmm. working, I kind of mentioned this earlier. It was, like, I didn't realize how much time it was taking up. And now that I have all this free time, like, I feel like I'm not being productive, but I'm doing a lot of fucking shit. Like, it's, like, really wild. Like, I go to the gym literally every single day. Like, I don't know why I'm doing this to my body. But, like, like it's, like, so weird to be, like, I feel like productivity looks like X, Y, and Z, when in reality resting is also a productive thing for your body. Right. Um, There's a lot of, like, Instagram, like, pages that I have started following that talk about, like, resting being important. And, like, there's, like, nap ministry. Oh, yeah, that's great. That one's a really good one. Yeah, and so it's, like, I would love to talk about that at a later day. Let's definitely talk about rest. Um, mm-hmm. But before we do that in the nearish future, Isaac, will you remind our listeners, you know, about these things we do called segments? Yes, we have multiple segments that we do here at the podcast. And if you mm. have listened before, some of these might sound familiar. And if you never listened before, I would hope that you kind of know what these words mean. So, the we're first, not here to shame you. We're not here to shame you. I would just hope you know these words. All right. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yes. um, so, the first segment is Dig In, where we talk about the topic of the day. Yes. And what is the topic of the day? So, you know, I think that some people would know this. If you're listening mm. to this podcast, you probably have heard of the coronavirus. Absolutely. Not to be confused with Corona, which is a beer company. Right. Very different. You cannot drink the beer and get the virus. I love Coronas, honestly. I do like Coronas a lot. So, And I've been drinking them, and I've been very healthy. Yep. So, Like, it's fine. And Myth dispelled. So I was, like, thinking about it because it's, like, March Madness and, like, madness and mental health and, like, mm-hmm. hysteria and, like, epidemics and, like, how people respond to things. I think we should just talk about madness. Today's day and topic is about madness. Yes, it is. I feel like... We have a lot to work with, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty excited about getting dirty <laughs> while we're digging in. You know what I mean? It's like I was thinking about mud, <laughs> and I thought it was funny in my head, and then when I expressed it, it didn't sound as cool out loud. Oh, my God. It didn't sound as cool out loud. Yes. And then after we dig into the mud, mm. um, we actually have to get clean so we can talk about who brought the potato salad because I brought because you literally potatoes. brought potato salad today, and we are advancing <laughs> our snacks every time. We do have 
our mandatory wine mm -hmm. um, in box and can format. Yes. Mm -hmm. And there are some chips and some M&Ms, the share size. Who knows if I'll share. Um, <laughs> I just like to have ample. And, uh, yeah, and then there's a little bit of cheese in my pocket. <laughs> I'm screaming. I am screaming. So, um, and then after that, we have to, like, um, ooh. Get give, a to-go plate. There we go. Thank we got to get a to-go plate. Wow. Um, where we, you know, share our love for the most beautiful being. Mm-hmm. On this earth. Yes. And we send some flowers to all the loves in our mad lives. Mad lives. Mad <laughs> lives. Everybody's So mad. yeah. So let's get started. Mm -hmm. Let's just go ahead and uh, you, you just keep in eating that potato salad. I love potato and salad. And we're just going to transition out <laughs> <laughs> to the next, next part of the show. <laughs> So, Nadia. Yeah, Isaiah? We live in Seattle. We do. And Seattle has been really, really popular in the news lately on a global scale. Unfortunately. Um, and I feel like we need to let our listeners, and most importantly, our parents, <laughs> know that we are fine We're and okay. alive. Things are really not dire. Mm -mm. Um, I'm getting up every day healthy. With the spring in my step. Yep. And actually, the spring in the step is a little bit an over-exaggeration. I don't think I don't spring. No, I don't spring in the morning. No, mm -hmm. unless there's enough coffee and there's never enough. Yeah, daylight savings time hit. Now ooh. I'm really not springing because I'd be like, ooh, what time is we it now? We lost an hour mm -mm. without even our consent, I would say. Nobody let us know um, But yeah, no, there's been a lot of hysteria happening in Seattle. Like, I haven't had so many conversations about the same thing. Like every day at any point in contact with a new person, like it's a it's a meeting icebreaker. Mm -hmm. It's like a it's like my Uber exchange conversations. You know, bus drivers be wearing masks. It's right. like, yeah, people are kind of people are just kind of losing it. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting because I think I don't think I have any kind of like hysteria around it. I mean, like yes, like it's a thing and it's real and like. Um, we have a lot going on here, mm -hmm. but like, I am not somebody who is chronically ill, and so I'm not as terrified about right. it. Like, I'm taking the precautions of like washing my hands mm -hmm. and like making sure I try not to touch my face as often. And like, like literally, if I'm no, I'm in contact with somebody who is sick or somebody who is like chronically ill or like older. I'm like, uh, maybe I should like make sure I wash my hands and wear gloves or like something else to make sure that I can't spread the um, virus to them. But outside of that, that's not my day to day thing. Like I still go to the gym. I'm still yeah. out in spaces where there's tons of people. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely clearing out out there. Yeah, <laughs> like yoga classes have never been more empty. Right. Um, which I'm not going to complain about because no I get reason. my favorite spot in the classroom. Um, I'm not using their props because you just don't know. How. Like I saw somebody. The funniest thing about this is that people are freaking out about having to clean, mm -hmm. which is like a really like hard to watch. So like there are yoga blocks and I haven't been using them because I don't want to use other people's props. And the reason why is because yesterday I saw, like, after the class, they have a bunch of disinfectant out so that you can wipe down your blocks. Makes a lot of sense. And these two girls were like, I just, 
well, I just don't know what to do. And they were like staring at it and then they were like spraying it, but then they weren't wiping it down. And they're like, but should I just, well, how should I do it? I don't know, I'm over it. And I was like, okay, so that's why I'm not using the blocks because people who are over it, like, you know, might be spreading some germs that I don't know. So like, there are certain things I'm doing, but honestly, I'm gonna go to everything that I would normally go to, mm-hmm. except for the office, because we're not allowed to right now. Yeah, and that's the thing that's like <laughs> even more alarming. I mean, like you were at like, like you were not allowed to go into work. My mm-hmm. partner wasn't allowed to go to work. Anybody who like works in like tech or somewhere where it's like a bigger company, yeah, they're they're they like go. trying to make sure that they're not liable for yeah. any events anybody. that have more than twenty people in them are being canceled. Absolutely, like they just they really don't want to be liable for these all. Choices. All my meetings have to be virtual right now, mm-hmm. which is so like. Is weird because that's kind of my life, but then these ones like mandated. Like I can't do coffee chats with people. Mm-mm. They're just like, nope, this is not compliant. I'm like, this is so weird. No. Um, like I know um, yeah. some people who I used to work with who like can't travel anymore. Like they can't get on mm-hmm. airplanes. Like you're just not allowed to go through these things. And like all of these things are like city ordinances and like weird ass rules that the city has came up with to like stop the spread of the virus, which is like amazing. We love that, but like. You're like messing up everything. <laughs> You're messing up. I just everything. feel like it's just too much. Like people are, I don't know. There's like a shortage of masks, mm-hmm. and like health professionals need them to do their jobs, but everybody's freaking out, so everyone's wearing them. And in reality, like you don't need that. Mm-mm. You just need to wash your hands and not touch your nose or your mouth. Like these are things that we typically should be doing in general. Because honestly, touching your face a lot, you know, does cause acne. Mm-hmm. So like that's something to think about. Um, it makes your face oily, so it's like you don't want to be looking like that. Um, yeah, there's just a number of reasons that you can do that already. You know, I I saw like this little thing. It's like wash your hands, like you know, you were cutting a jalapeno or something like that. Right, and I I'm like, I love that because that really tells me how rigorously I need to wash my hands when I cut jalapenos. Your girl's washing her hands for a long time because it'll hurt your eyes if, if you, you touch, touch them, which you shouldn't. No, in general, you shouldn't be like Just touching your eyes or wiping your eyes. It's just not, not worth it. It's not. But yeah, and like also, I've learned so many fun things through this process because, like, did you know the Oops, I Did It Again chorus is 20 seconds long? And if I sing it while I'm washing my hands, I know I've washed my hands for 20 seconds. I did not know that. That's the gayest thing that I've ever experienced in my life. And I do it every time I go to the bathroom and I live for it. No one's ever said that. Any Nicki Minaj verse that you can memorize, probably 20 seconds. That's good, because then you have an activity while you wash your hands. And it just makes it fun. Another interesting thing we've learned, <laughs> white people are racist. No, there's also that. <laughs> More than white people, I would say. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a lot of other people. There's just a lot of people making some bold, bold choices. So let's begin. Mm. Um, so if you know anything about the coronavirus, there is like 0.2% of like on the national, or maybe that's global, like I think on a global scale, it's point two percent of the people who have been um, diagnosed with coronavirus actually die from it. Mm-hmm. In America, I think it's like three point four percent, which like not to disregard people who die from this, and like it's really important that we talk about these things. Absolutely, it's really important, but that's a very small amount, and like in different areas, it's like heavier than others, and it's right. usually due to marginalization, like how much like access to healthcare do you have, all of those things. Mm-hmm. So. In Washington, in the King County area, um, there has been some deaths, mm-hmm. all of them located in Kirkland. That's right. Kirkland is on the east side of Seattle. 
Um, it's up north. It's a pretty white area. It's pretty mm-hmm. affluent. Absolutely. All of the like quarantine locations, all of the crisis centers are all located in Kent and Renton, which are black and brown areas. And they're trying to put more in like white center mm-hmm. and like like areas where it's just like these are where marginalized people live. Like mm-hmm. whose lives do you value more mm-hmm. throughout this crisis? And to be even more specific, like Washington, like specifically King County, when we talk about marginalization, the largest marginalized population is Asian Asian folks, are people from Asian descent. Mm -hmm. And in those areas also have high populations. But even to like drag that out further, we have like an international district, which Mm -hmm. is like Chinatown for like most other areas are like in New York and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that like area has lost like maybe like, 15 to 30 percent of their income right due to this virus and like that is like across the board of all the businesses in the area because people are literally avoiding it because it's the international district so therefore i'm more likely to get coronavirus literally somebody told me that that's just like are you a damn fool i just feel like people like to make up shit just so they can be racist Mm -hmm. i don't know where you would have gotten that from i just don't understand like if you understand how the virus spreads, then what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. I just feel like there's not a really a good amount of thinkers Mm-mm. in this yeah. world. But that's a thing that happens with like a lot of these like global like epidemic well pandemic um viruses that happen is like people always end up pointing fingers in a racialized way. So it's yeah. like I'm thinking like Ebola, for example, was like, oh, oh all African people have Ebola, and then therefore they're all going to kill us. Like it was Which like it was like two countries of and, like the fifty-two, right? And it's like um, I'm thinking, what was the one before that? What was the one that was SARS? What is that? What is that? You remember SARS? When did that happen? Uh, that How was like was it had to be in the two thousands. I feel like yeah, no. yeah, <laughs> there was like a scare. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm thinking, what was it, the swine flu? Was that the one? You're talking about like bird flu? I think there's that's SARS. Those are two things. <laughs> two different things. Swine flu, yeah, definitely. That different was a different thing. thing. There was one that was based like where people were saying it was coming from Mexico because of the way that people were eating different parts of the cow. I don't remember what that one was. Mm. There's different diseases. But anyway, most of them are racialized. Most and of them are. like the point is, is like most things are. People like say that it's coming from this country and it's coming because of like their practices or the way that they deal with certain things or like rituals that they do. And it's like, I don't think that's the case most of the time. It's like the same way that people talk about HIV. It's like, oh, it's because people are having gay sex. I'm like, no, like anybody can contract this disease and you don't have to be gay to get it. And it took like what, 20 years for people to believe that before like, and how many like, like, the queer community lost a whole entire generation of people mm-hmm. due to that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's only important when it creates mass hysteria in white audiences. Mm-hmm. And then the only way that we're going to like make this seem rational for people is by pointing fingers at a marginalized group, which is like wild to me. Yeah, I mean, it's like people always want to feel like they have the upper hand in every situation. So their way of having the upper hand is to put down another group whose fault it surely is. Like, it's mm-hmm. just very basic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like this whole thing. I I feel like like people are I don't know, people are losing it. People yeah. are quite frankly losing it. I've never seen such a response like no traffic mm-hmm. anywhere. I mean, what is happening? Like 
the airport is like vacant. Nobody's flying. Like, I flew recently, and the entire row that I was in was empty. The entire row. It was like Christmas. Yeah. It was great. But, like, I love not seeing people. I'm not going to mm. lie to you. I love that y'all are staying at home. I do. Um, but it's weird. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, and I feel extremely comfortable just moving about my business, like, going to all the favorite places I want to go to. Right. <laughs> like, and no lines. No lines. <sighs> not so a single beautiful. line. I get through things so quickly. Um, it's great. It's great. I feel like, honestly, I feel like we're ending our days sooner Mm -hmm. because we're able to get through things faster. Like yesterday when we went out for drinks, Mm -hmm. it was like 9 p.m. and we were like, I think we're done. It's like because we had great service. It was coming quick. We got there very quick. I got there very quickly. Mm -hmm. Like it did not take me long to get there. So I'm just like, what is happening? This just does not feel like the world Mm -hmm. uh, that we've been used to. Yeah. And it's like. It's horrible and good at the same time because it's good for us because we're, like, not worrying about it. Then it's, like, thinking about people in the service industry who, like, are getting sent home or, like, being told not to come because, like, oh, you might have the virus just because you're coughing. Also, speaking of that, like, people are tripping, too. Like, if you cough or sneeze or do anything that's, like, a regular-ass bodily fluid anywhere near, like, a group of people, like, they will freak out. I know somebody, like, panicked. Somewhere I was like, I think it was on Twitter, and I think it was in New York, and it was Crizzle from the Reed, oh, and she yeah. was in an Uber or ma- no, she was in an Uber, and she sneezed, and the Uber driver like pulled out a can of Lysol and just started spraying it vigorously and started wiping shit down, and I'm I... like, that's fucking stupid. Like I get that that's like important because you're trying to keep care, like, but like also that's such a wild reaction. I just feel like I so I sneezed today in yoga class and I have never felt more guilty in my whole life. Like I like felt it coming and I remember I was like probably in like um you know uh I don't remember downward dog or some shit. And I, I was you like to be in cat cow. I wasn't in cat cow. I wish. Mm. I wish it was that time because that's a fun time, you know, release that spine. I was <laughs> in downward dog and I like felt it coming and I was like no. No, which is like crazy. Like the reaction that I had, I was like, absolutely not. You can't do this to yourself. Not in public. Now, I was at the very far end, so it was good because like there was nobody on one of my sides. So I was Mm. like, okay, I'm in a blessed blessed spot. And then I like turned my head and I sneezed like at the wall. Mm. And I was like, great, nobody's been affected. (laughs) But I spent the next like 10 minutes like wondering like, who in this class thinks I have coronavirus? Right. When it's like also this this time of year, like you can have allergies, like heavy. Uh, like there are so many reasons also like dust really affects me I sneeze from it like there are so many reasons too but people have like now they're like oh okay you must have it it's your fault you're gonna get me sick it's like you need to chill no I think I like was choking on something today (laughs) and I was at a coffee shop and like it was so funny because I was just like I was choking I was like I have to run to the bathroom to cough. There's no possible way that I can cough like cough in this open coffee shop right. and not like have people like lose their shit over it. Like Absolutely. I'm I have to run. So like I'm like running to the bathroom. Like it is just like why do I have to do all of this extra shit to like not even protect other people because that's not no, what I'm doing. It's, it's so that. that people won't come for me yeah. because I want to be able to walk through this like world and be okay. It's already hard enough being black in Seattle mm-hmm. and being like under surveillance all the time by everybody, by like your every move. So it's like when I'm in yoga, I'm like, okay, I am like, there are people of color in my classes, thank God, but not very many. So it's still like, okay, so you're already gonna notice I'm different for some reasons. And then 
you know, now with this increased like hysteria, people are looking for you like to do something so they can just look at you and be like, you're the problem. Right. It's very stressful. It's very stressful. But I'm also like spending way more time than I should be talking to people about how they need to calm the fuck down. Exactly. Like just just chill. No. It's gonna be okay. Well that's the thing. I think like the purpose of talking about this and like I know people are talking about it to like make conversation because it's just like the top like thing to talk about at the moment. Mm-hmm. But like it's really not that bad. Like no. and yes, like it's wild, it's not the flu, but it's like we don't want to infect other people and we don't want to put people at risk, but if you do what people are telling you to do and the precautions of that. Right. You'll and be if you, fine. And if you are sick, like, please stay home. But Stay home. But That's okay. But you do that with the flu. You do that with, All like, everything that, like, when other people get sick. You don't go to yeah. work and, like, test out the waters when you're, like, literally, like, nasal dripping and, like, snotting everywhere. Like, nobody does that. So, like. Nobody should do that. No. Some people do, do people that. do that? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, absolutely. People Mm-mm. do that. That's nasty. And it's just like, come on. That's I need nasty. you to use exercise good judgment. Yeah. But it's also like, this is another thing. And I think about this too because I just remember like learning sociology and being a social worker too. Like, it's so hard, especially with like entry level positions and like service industries. The way that they're coming at people is so sideways about like, if you're sick, you need to have somebody cover your shift. But we don't want you to come in if you are sick. And so if you do come in sick, we're going to send you home. And you're not going to get paid for that day. It was so, good to And if see, you do it for two or three days, you will lose your job. It was good to see certain companies say, like, their hourly workers will get paid regardless of mm-hmm. whether they're working right now. Which, you know, I would say a lot of tech companies aren't very, are, like, not good to their um, hourly workers. They're, like, not bad, I would say. Like, not blanket bad. But um, they definitely treat them differently. And so for them, especially, I think Google was the first to lead the charge, honestly. Yeah. Um, and so for them to say, like, we recognize that our hourly workers have no choice in this and that they would show up to work if they were given the chance because they would because they need the money. Exactly. Like, we're going to go ahead and pay them. And that was great of Google because, like, social pressure is real. And so other companies followed suit, including Amazon, which is very hard for me to believe because Amazon just wants nothing to do with making sure that that population feels respected like so not that i'm trying to give you my feelings about it but i'm just feeling like (laughs) like that's a huge win i would say in that space for um for those kinds of employees and like that made me feel good because like i'm super privileged in that i'm salaried and that even if i can't go into and my type of work even if i can't go into work i can always get my work done Mm -hmm. so i can always get paid but like hourly workers generally have to go to their site and they ordered to do their job. And sometimes even so, even if they can do it at home, they're just not allowed to. Mm-hmm. And so for them to be able to say, like, you're going to get paid regardless of if you if you get your job done um, or you can do it right now. Yeah. Um, that was cool. That was, like, one good thing I feel like that I've seen out of this, like, mad, mad world. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, really wild. Um, but anyway, if you are in the Seattle area or you're, like, super hysterical about all of these things, what you should do. It's probably not avoid, like, Asian folks, first and foremost, Mm -hmm. or, like, people of color who, like, you assume might have the virus. Um, And you should, like, probably go give your money to those businesses because they're, like, probably struggling right now. And, like, everybody loves Thai food. 
um, literally go to your favorite Thai spot and get some food today. Y'all love the international district too, so mm-hmm. I'm ashamed of you. Y'all love it. It's like all it's how you prove you're woke. Let us not like. Some of y'all were trying to go to the ID for Black History Month. That doesn't make any sense. I'm screaming. But that's what you wanted to do. So now all of a sudden, now you're going to play ID like that? Like that really Don't makes do me upset. Don't do it. Don't it makes it me like upset. That. I wasn't even trying to go in February. It wasn't my time. Mm-mm. And now it's like y'all fucking betrayed them. It's, it's wild. I feel like read the fucking CDC website and, and learn, just learn what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Do that. And try to minimize uh, hysteria because I'm very tired of having people talk to me who are not inside of Washington about like what I should be doing because they feel like it's just wild. Somebody offered to overnight me a bunch of hand sanitizer and I was like, soap works better and I have lots of it. Exactly. I have lots of it. Like, Stop trying to scare me. I live here. Chill. Mm-hmm. Chill out. I'm, I'm going to be here. Drinking my wine, I would be here smoking my weed and just not even trying to deal with any of this. Period, poo. And staying hella clean. Yeah. Your girl loves a good shower. And that the, uh, the excitement of just being able to shower <laughs> and being like, I'm getting everything off of me today, mm. including this virus that people are hysterical about. Get yourself some nice like bath bombs from Lush. Ooh, mm-hmm. I've been living. I had some mm-hmm. good ones. Um, there's ones with like shea butter in it. And it makes the whole all the water shea buttery. It like yeah, it like gets your skin all silky smooth. Mm. I like that right before bed. Mm, I feel that. So just yeah, it. just like find a way to like have some fun amidst like the madness because if you join the madness, like I, I just I, I feel like it's just not a fun route to go. No, it's not. Just complete anxiety all the time. What what that's not fun. Yeah, and just be cognizant of people who like are older and yeah. like. Are chronically ill. Like, yeah, just absolutely. really be cognizant about your friends like that because, like, they are the ones who are the most susceptible. And so, like, if you know that you're going to be in contact with the virus or you think that you're in contact with the virus and you choose to be around those people, like, that's not, that's not cool. That's not cool. That's not and cool. be proactive and strengthen your immune system. There's lots of multivitamins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, this is the time, sleep regularly, yep. drink a lot of water, and, like, I don't know, mind your business. And mind your business. I have a shirt. <laughs> that says moisturize drink water mind your business those are it all has important. little check marks those are all important to me and you know that just seems like the way that you combat the flu and the virus absolutely and all the things in the world I think um, that's all we gotta say about that yeah so Isaac I know that you are Working through some things right now, you know, you're trying to <laughs> make sure you're ready to speak your truth. Yes. Um, that chip was good. <laughs> that chip was real good. Yeah, we're enjoying our snacks at the table. Yes. That's right. Um, but let's get to who brought the potato salad. Yes. So this is the same person who brought the potato salad last <laughs> episode. They probably brought a different dish. I think it was a different dish, but, but they she do be brought bringing a lot things. of food. She brought a lot of food. <laughs> they do be bringing things. She brought a lot of food. And um, this potato salad is that the question of what's the difference between harm and violence? And then what's the difference between harm and abuse? Okay. So we have to break it down. So we have to answer the difference between violence and harm 
first, I'm assuming. I think so. So harm and violence, okay, this is a really interesting exercise for me. <laughs> I think a lot about words and connotations and trying to make sure that you pick exactly the right one to represent what you're trying to say. And like, mm-hmm. if I say harm, like I've been harmed, for me that sounds, and this could be like completely not right, so I'm just like spitballing right now. But for me, like the difference between the two when I'm trying to figure out those connotations, harm feels less physical. Mm. Like it could be emotional, it could be, um, it could be physical, mm-hmm. but like the difference between the two, harm versus violence, violence does in my mind immediately trigger like a physical mm-hmm. uh, thought. Okay. Um. So like I could see you being very, like if you were trying to make the selection between the two and maybe you were like physically hurt by somebody, mm-hmm. you might say it was a violent situation. Mm-hmm. Whereas if somebody like might have done something that really kind of hurt you and maybe like your fe- your deep like your deep feelings about something, you could have said like I was harmed by that person. Yeah. Um like we went through an emotional struggle and I was harmed. So that's like the first like my first stab at mm-hmm. what those differences could be. Yeah. I think for me the thing that comes up is like how close you are to the situation. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like, like, if somebody's being harmful to me, mm-hmm. I allowed them to be close enough to be harmful to me. Somebody can just be fucking violent. Yeah. Like, right? Like, oh, somebody absolutely. can be violent and, like, I don't need to know them. They're just a violent person. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to say they harmed me mm-hmm. if they don't know me. I like, see. you harmed me because I am close to you and this is why this happened. Or we work in the same space and so you know me in some kind of degree. And mm-hmm. so you harmed me because you knew that you could do that or you could get away with something, which is like trickling into abuse, but I feel like I have an answer for well, that. Well, I too. feel like that's good. Like I like where you're going because mm-hmm. that like that harm as being a word that suggests personal mm-hmm. feels totally the right route. Right? It like feels <laughs> like it feels like I'm literally trying to approach this from like a uh, third party, like yeah. not somebody who's experienced any of these things. Right. I'm just, like, um, just like taking myself out of my body. My headphones are falling because I'm wearing a head wrap. Um, <laughs> taking myself out of my body, looking at myself, <laughs> discussing these words and just being like, yeah, harm does. Like if someone's like, you harmed me, if someone told me that, like I harmed them, mm-hmm. I would feel that more yep. than if they were like, you're a violent person. I'd be like, racist. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Period. <laughs> But like harm, it's like, ooh, what did I do? That feels emotional. That yeah. feels close. I like, mm-hmm. I like that um, yeah. conclusion you made. Okay, so then we go harm versus abuse, harm and what's the difference between those two? Abuse. I feel like harm could be several steps before abuse. That's what I was thinking too. Like mm-hmm. harm, I think you, if you abuse someone, you definitely have harmed them. Mm-hmm. But if you have harmed them, there's not, there's not an absolute that you have abused them. Abuse yeah. is pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Um and you can harm someone unintentionally and it could yeah. be it could be something that's very easy to work out. Right. Where it's like in that moment you harmed me, I'm expressing this to you, you're like, wow, didn't realize that. Exactly. Shift, make up for it, be a good person, learn from that error, and work to never harm that person again. Whereas abuse You're doing this on purpose. It's intentional. It's intentional. But mm, so ah! I, I just feel like it doesn't have to be intentional. I've definitely been abused unintentionally by exactly. someone. Mm-hmm. Does it make it le- less harmful? Mm-hmm. Does oh. it make it hurt less? Nope. It's not not violent. 
It is violent still. It's definitely violent. Even if it's emotional. Oh, no. It can be violent. It can, yes, like, <laughs> yeah, emotional abuse is violence. It's violence and is abuse. Oh, wow. And yeah. honestly, I, I, you know, I think emotional, I, well, that was on an Ari Lennox album where mm -hmm. she has a little interlude. She said, I think emotional abuse is worse than physical abuse. I agree. Yeah. For me, for me personally, for like what's been like, you know, yeah. From my point of view of like what could be done to me, I would feel worse about the emotional than the physical. And even then, it's like any like any kind of like physical violent thing, yeah, has longer lasting harmful mental totally. issues to you. Oh, absolutely, right? Because it's like it, emotional abuse. I like, and I would totally agree with you. Is like. I have to go to therapy. I have to rework yeah. the way that my mind reacts to things. Yeah, you wired me in to, a way. Yeah, and that that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. like that's like Different. a manipulation of sorts. It's like mm. abuse to me indicates manipulation. Okay. So mm. maybe let's add that into it for yes. now. We I'm I'm ready to cross it out when you are. But if we had like a little word map, <laughs> <laughs> I would just throw on the board. We're whiteboarding. I feel so nerdy right now, but we're whiteboarding. I'm here for it. We're whiteboarding. And I threw up manipulation. I want to see how you'd react to that because I feel like harm doesn't have to be manipulation at all. Yeah. But like abuse for me always suggests some kind of manipulation because mm -hmm. it's like an abuse of power, yeah. an abuse of the relationship, um, an abuse of you know my reality, like those kinds of things to me trigger like manipulation as involvement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. This is a lot. Because <laughs> um, I'm like still like thinking about violence mm -hmm. and just like in this like, I don't know, I'm trying to make it like make sense in my mind. So in social work, we have different tiers of social work, right? You have like the um, micro, mezzo, and then macro kind of experience and so I'm trying to make it work in this context and it doesn't mm -hmm. but I'm still here though mm -hmm. so I'm thinking like harm is like a micro like almost like a microaggression okay a microaggression can be violent it can be abusive mm -hmm. but if you just do it one time and then you learn from it it's like very much like this like baseline that thing that's harmful to me yeah. and this is why and this is why I don't want you to do it again okay and like also thinking about this in the context of boundaries and mm -hmm. how far you cross a boundary is like really important. So like violence in itself is crossing a boundary, but it's not a continuous co crossing of a boundary. Okay. Harm is like a one-time kind of thing, and you've like you've hit my boundary, and I've set like another limit for it. But if you continue to do that shit in both of those contexts, I think that's abuse. Oh, so it's the repetition of harm mm -hmm. that then equals abuse. abuse yes. I feel like that is spot on. Yes, where you did lose me. <laughs> I still don't know what to do with violence. Harm and versus violence, I feel like they could be one and the same. They could be, I think they signify something different when you use them to different people. But I don't know. Violence and harm, they sound kind of... They sound the same. Like if you repeatedly do something violent toward me, that's abuse. Yeah. If you repeatedly do something harmful toward me, that's, that's abuse. abuse. But is it... Okay. And I've definitely said like I've had a violent experience where there wasn't any physical harm harm done to me. Ooh. Uh-oh. So you just said <laughs> okay, harm. Okay, okay, okay. Physical harm. Emotional. Maybe it's harm. because uh I don't like that. Is violence like, the larger umbrella that sits above is harm? Is violence an umbrella term for abuse and harm? Cuz then, well, Can um, you be harmed in a non-violent way? Hmm. No. 
I don't think so. No. I feel like I want more people to weigh in. Yeah, I don't think we can. I don't think we nailed it, but I feel <laughs> I like we were we getting it. really close. And I think, you know, the repetition and the knowing of something, like I feel like we pointed out some things that definitely equal abuse um, as a result of harm and violence. Mm -hmm. But whether or not, like, we're getting these nuances between, like, I would like people to weigh in yeah. and let us know. Because, like... It's a very complicated question. It is. And I think, like, knowing the context and, like, knowing Sonia, she's probably asking that question because she's also a social worker. And I think that there's, like, in, like, law and in, like, these systems that are crafted by these old white men who, like, made these systems that we have to navigate, they probably are the people who are trying to answer those questions. And she is, like, an advocate for um, folks who are in court cases, whether whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. She's an advocate for and, like... um a supporter for those folks. And so like she has to engage in those systems and have to deal with these things and process through those things every single day. Right. So like this is probably why she asked this question. Well I'm curious too, like, um let's like, if we put it we put it into like a context, like putting a quarantine in, in, in communities where there are marginalized populations. Like is that harm or violence? I would say violence. <laughs> So do you feel like violence is more serious than harm? No. I think, okay, I think I got it. Hold on. I'm Ooh, here now. I'm here now. I'm love here that. Now. Love so, that. So violence is systemic. Okay. So we got we got personal versus systemic. Yes. I love. <laughs> like, yes. Where that led us. And so I'm thinking like in context where it's physical, right? If a man is physically abusing a woman mm -hmm. and you say it's a violent act, it's a violent act because the larger system taught that man to make that okay. Mm. where it's harmful to the woman still. Yeah. It can be, be harmful and violent. At the same time. Absolutely. Okay. okay. <laughs> I got real hype. No, I think I that's like, real yes. because I feel like, you know, police brutality, violence. Violence. But is it harmful to black and brown communities? Yes, Absolutely. but it's because it's the black and brown communities that are being harmed and the right. violent act is coming from the person. Right. So violence is the perpetrator in comparison to the harmful thing. But Well, no, it's still harm. I don't know how to describe that. I don't know, but I, I feel like, yeah, violence, it's like racism versus prejudice and discrimination is like there's one that is indicating the larger power at B, mm -hmm. violence being that, racism being that, versus discriminating being a lot more personal where it's like, I don't like you Bacon. for this reason. I don't like you for this reason as opposed to like if a person who is not empowered says that about a, a person who is mm -hmm. That has no effect if they say that harmful thing. Oh, here we go again. Um, <laughs> it's just like, Woo. I feel like we're trying. We're getting there. And we are going to wrap it up. Yeah, we have to let it go. Sonia, if you feel like you did not get the answer to your question, please send us another yeah, one. Yeah, right in again. Figure it out. Right in again. Um, but if y'all feel like y'all have answers to this question and feel like you want to weigh into it, um, make sure to check on the social medias. Um, and if you're not following those, like we'll tell you that later. But um, also send in an email to thetablepod at gmail.com and we'll answer those questions. Or tell people what you thought it was and then we'll also like dive into that. I mean, we can always keep arguing on the side. So like don't think this conversation is over just because we're done with this part of the segment. Yeah, we might come back later. <laughs> I hope not. Talk that about was it. very stressful. Ooh, really stressful. Let's about just it. go ahead and uh, It might have been harmful. Ooh, but not violent. Not violent. And we know that for a fact, and that's period. <laughs> So, Isaac. Yeah. I just feel like 
with all of the madness that's mm -hmm. been going on, um, I was really thinking deeply, like, what if it was our last day on this earth? Oh, my goodness. And we wanted to say a few things to Daniel. It's like, what would we say? You know, how could we really sum up how we feel about this relationship, about this guiding force, about this icon, about this, you know, love of ours? Yes. And so... We're going to write, you know, one of the most dramatic letters to date. Oh, no. To our dear Daniel. As if it was the last, <laughs> the last day. day. It's the last day. Last. We can express <sighs> our love to Daniel. We can't say oh, what wow. happens after this day. No. It's like, I don't know if we're like running for our lives. Maybe we're hiding. Maybe we're, you know, in camps. I don't know. No, we, we genuinely don't. We just know don't know, but we just know this okay. is the last day we can communicate. Okay. <laughs> dear beloved. Mm. Because I feel like we can't just say Daniel at this point. And Daniel knows. Yeah. We're talking. Yeah. We gather here today. Ooh, this is becoming. <laughs> Isn't this sort of like a beginning of the wedding? Have you been watching too much Love is Blind? <laughs> I have. I have. We finished it. Have you it. seen it? Hold oh, on. Okay. I Dana. finished it too. Ah. I finished it too. Okay. Let's uh. talk about everything. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay. Hold We're on. We're going to hold on for this on hold. Hold on, Daniel. The typewriter is still ready. My hands are poised, but I'm just. But we have to talk about a it. A quick so. break before I tell you my undying, you know, affection for you. Okay. So, so we we should. Okay. Spoiler alert. Love is we're going to talk about we're Love is Blind. Yeah. Um, Love if is you blind. haven't watched it, you should fucking watch it. So, watch like, it. don't listen to us right now. Just skip ahead until, like, Daniel's love letter. But <laughs> like, let's talk about it. Okay. Let's just talk quickly about the concept. Oh, my God. We are in a place where. You're just going to go into, you know, these rooms. Like, you each get, you have a room. They're called pods. And, like, you're partnered up with people. You're going on several dates, but you don't know who's in the other room, but you're having conversations, which honestly sounds like a really fun activity. Like, I think that sounds fun. I would just make a lot of good activity. friends, but I would not find somebody to love. I would and never. Would I would never. But the point no. is, <laughs> like, people are going into this thinking they're going to find love. That's what they want. They don't know, but they want that. And the experience is a social experiment, and, and it's, it's also like, based in the South. Like I figured that out. It's all based in like Georgia. That and, makes like, so much. And sense. And that's why this shit is the that's that the only so place you could do stuff like stuff like yeah. that. That's the only because place. it was just like you want It's like basically like The Bachelor, but on a weirder scale. It's so um, where it's like I just I just really want to get married. So then literally people will spend three days talking to a person's voice, and they will propose, and they will say yes, and. Uh, it's fucking wild. Mm -mm. It's there fucking is, wild. And there's been so many. I like only started watching because there was a period on Twitter where people were talking about bisexual men for some reason. I don't know what was happening. And they were just like, why wouldn't you date a bisexual yeah. man? And da, da 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 And it was because of Love is Blind. Love is Blind, yeah. And so I like was like, okay, I, like, I want to be a part of this conversation, so let me start watching this damn show. Mm -hmm. I watched the first episode, and I was like, I need to call my partner because this is the only other person who will say yes to watching this show with me. Uh, I would have, but you don't even think to call. I should have called everyone. That's <laughs> the thing. And so it was like, we started watching it and it was just like so engrossing. And then I told Nadia and then so Nadia amazing. finished it before I did. I watched it. I started watching it probably at the same time as you. Mm -hmm. But I watched it like the next day. I was like, I'm so hype about the conversation I had with Isaac. <laughs> That I gotta finish it. Like I had to know. I even watched the reunion. Like I watched it. That all. reunion was so stupid. Okay, I Jessica... wanted more to happen. Okay, so like I just feel like <sighs> okay, we gotta wrap it up quick. Yeah. Quick, uh, just like okay, quick thoughts, quick, quick thoughts, thoughts about each couple. 
Yes. Okay. So, so interracial couple. Yes. Love them. I literally am my favorite. So irritated oh, by wow. them though. Like I love them, I but understand. I'm also irritated by them where it's just like I just don't know. I just don't know. Yes, we're perfect. Yes, we're perfect. Yes, we're perfect. Okay. Then you have. But like, wait, but you knew that Lauren was a content creator. She was playing the game. She knew how she was going to get publicity. I'm a content publicity. creator. I know. And you could probably play the game and get your publicity. I was going to say, I don't be doing dramatic shit like that, but yes, I do. They're okay. very cute couple. I they're am adorable, but Cameron not. has a big long ass neck, and I will not and let that shit go. So like, I don't know. His neck I, is so long. I love sensitive people, but and I also found out everybody's sign. I need him to mess. just just get it together. Sometimes. He's also a Pisces. Oh, he's a Pisces. I think he's a Pisces or a Cancer. It's either one of those. No, he's if a he cancer. was a cancer, cancer, it would make so much sense. He's a Cancer. He's there a cancer. we go. Because um, I think Lauren's a Scorpio. Love that. Yeah. It, it, makes, it's like, it makes sense. It makes, it makes sense a lot too. of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Um, okay. Giannina and what's his name? Damien. Damien. They're a weird match. But Giannina they love each other. But they love each other. Is my favorite <laughs> character from the show. Mm-mm. Giannina. Literally, I my favorite, my favorite thing out of that whole entire show was when she was standing behind that door. She was about to go to work. She took her jacket off. <laughs> and she said, You know when you said that you had the best sex of your life. Oh my God, she was and so cruel. I didn't tell you it back. I literally paused it and screamed in Josh's face and was just like, this shit is so fucking funny. And then Josh. That's the type of, that's the type of petty shit that I would say. That shit since. I was me. like, Mm-mm, you know that's not healthy. Even I know that's not healthy. Don't be doing that to people. But I would have said that too. That was the funniest moment in the whole entire show. You know I could not I breathe. Didn't, like, I didn't like that couple that was like super picture perfect. That was like just kind of like I don't know. They Kelly just, and Kenny. Uh, yeah, like all mm-hmm. American couple. They were like so cute, and then all of a sudden one day she was just like, "I'm just not there," and I was like, "Wait, what?" It shook me. I was so confused. She was like, she was so she was a very big question mark. Didn't get it. Didn't understand it. Um, I feel like. You know who I the, the hardest thing I think was for me to watch was uh, Mark and Jessica's relationship. It was hard it was because disgusting. she was not nice to him at all, and he was like so just like genuine. He was just like trying so hard to like do what he like what he could to support her because she kept right. expressing that she's just struggling. But you know, like she was trifling, she was gross, and I don't know. I just felt like it was just hard to watch, and like. I when she said no to him at the wedding, like literally three seconds before the wedding, they're talking about how, like she's just like, I just found the most perfect man and it's just so great. And I was like, maybe this will work out for him. Like I was judging because I was like, you got to get out of this situation, dude. Like she's not good for you. Mm-hmm. And then at the wedding, she says no. And I'm just like, why would you do that to him? Yeah. It was just mean. I think she was just mean. No, she was um, the worst. I literally was And she was in love worst. with that tool. Barnett. And Amber. You know, okay, hold on. Because, Ooh. okay, I have to talk about Jessica and Mike first because I like I have so many words about Amber and Barnett, but like, gotta go to Jessica and Mike first. So, those two. Yeah. I like, I was like saying this the whole entire time because I was like, I was like, God, Mark is so young. He's very Mark young. Mark is so, he's young, so young. And he's like being really naive about this and he's talking about he's in love, but he's also 24. And I'm like, Isaac, you're 25. Shut the fuck up. Like, I had to tell myself multiple times, like, really are the same age. We are the same age. And, like, I get where he's, like, coming from and how he's, like, mm-hmm. really adamant about it. But it was, like, I don't understand what happened in that damn pod. Because, like, people were coming out of there yeah. acting 
foolish. I mean, we didn't see everything, obviously, because it's no. edited. But, like, damn. People were coming out there acting foolish because I was like, I'm about to fight for somebody like that. Mm-mm. I've talked to you for a week and a half, maybe, tops. Okay. And can we talk about, since we're on the subject of Mark and Jessica, sorry, I'm chewing my M&M's. <laughs> this is very important because I'm going to be excited until <sighs> I start crunching. Um, Jessica and Barnett. I can't. She literally was hung up on a dude who said, if there was no one else here, no other men, no other women, I would propose to you. Meaning, if you were the only option, I would propose to you. She walked out of that pod and she was like, he loves me. And the next day when he changed his mind, she was like, but you said you'd propose. And I'm like, he said he'd propose if there was nobody else in existence. Mm Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound good. Like, when you really break it down, that doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. And the thing was, it was like, Jessica was an alcoholic. Not, oh. even, like a, not, not even like an alcoholic, but she would get drunk. I'm not going to say she was an alcoholic. She got drunk a lot. She got drunk a lot. She got drunk and a lot. And expressed herself. And w- whoa. <laughs> when I tell you, whenever Jessica and Mark were in bed after, the, like, she had gotten drunk, and Je- uh, Mark was talking about Amber and talking about how, like, Amber was his number two because she was just, like... So, like, his really good friend. And then Jessica was like, well, I think Barnett is fine as fuck, and I think he's sexy. I was like, that would have been my cutoff point. That oh, would have been the moment. Oh. That would have been a moment. Your dog would have been flipped off the bed. Do you know that dog is dead now? What? Yeah, I followed all of them on Instagram. What happened to the dog? Uh, it ate something. It ate a stick. Her a dog stick? is dead. Her dog is dead. That's all you need to know. Probably negative energy dead. from her. Um, Okay. And so, but yes, going to Barnett and Amber, Ooh. I didn't think that was going to work. Nope. Um, I'm still not sure. Yeah. So, like, because the reunion was a year after. That was what blew my uh, fucking mind. She was blonde, and he was wearing a zebra blazer. But if you look at her Instagram now, she's not blonde anymore. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I'm so confused. It's really strange. She is really emotionally... A lot for me. Um, but that's okay. I'm not married to her. And he is, like, such a tool. No, he's the Like, worst. he loves saying, like, really misogynist things. And she loves being like, <laughs> and I'm like. Oh, I hated that laugh. Don't you? I hate that laugh. I hate that laugh. And then she would, like, snort. When she met his family and his family looked scared, I was like, you're right. We all needed to be alarmed. Be we scared. all needed to be alarmed because when she oh. was talking about, she was gonna beat the shit out of people. And the thing is, let's all the time. roll back. All the time. Going back to everybody's sign, okay. Amber, Aries, Giannina, and Kenny were all Aries. Oh, that makes so, <laughs> so much, much sense. sense. Wait, Kenny? Kenny? Kenny was an Aries. He I was, feel like he was probably ooh. out here doing some shiesty shit on the side. I love that Kenny was an Aries because it shows the quiet, smoldering anger. <laughs> Because you know, sometimes Ooh. I am very, I'm very a lot most of the time. All the time. But Nadia has seen me where I am irritated and I get real quiet. Absolutely. I get Scary. real quiet, and that's when you know I'm about to kill someone. I don't like that. When I stop talking. Yeah, uh-uh. I don't like that. Uh, that's those signs make so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, what was? Let's see. Who are the other people that? What was Barnett? Barnett was a Scorpio. Makes sense. Marnette was a Scorpio. Um, what is her name? Kelly, I think was, I think she was also, she was a Leo. Oh, Kelly was okay. a Leo. Um, 
Jessica was a cancer. Makes sense. I think she was either a cancer or a Pisces. Mark was a cancer. Jessica was a Pisces. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Ooh. And then I, they didn't show the black couple because they didn't make it. That they far. made it to they made the it pool. to the pool. Um, that was an interesting situation. Okay, so uh, anyway, that was our little love is blind recap. I, we had to. Uh, that was a moment. Of a I think honestly, that was Ooh. us giving out flowers to the people who survived that show because I can't imagine. I couldn't have done it. I like have done this it shit. was anxiety inducing all the time. There was a lot of pressure, and I also got like really unenthused when I realized that like the proposals that they had at the beginning were basically just kind of like will you date me? Like, if you really think about it, it was like, will you date me up until this wedding? Because they didn't make their decisions until the wedding day. And I Mm-mm. thought that was a little bit trash. No, and so <laughs> Kelly and Kenny both had already decided before they even got to the wedding day that they weren't going to say yes to each other. Really? That they were going to, even if they did say yes, they were going to say yes to continuing to date each other. They weren't going to actually get officially married. Because essentially oh. the proposal thing, the videotape thing was not like them actually getting married married. Mm-hmm. But then they legally could get married if they chose to. Mm-hmm. So it, that's why there was like different rooms and different shit going on. Like it was how like legalized you wanted it to be. Interesting. Yeah. And so basically, but anyway, there was like an E, what is it? Like the E News. I would re- literally dug way too deep into this. Yeah, the you e really News, did. I did not do that much work. They had a video of both of them talking about it. And they were saying that they weren't even planning on getting like married anyway. So it was just going to be to continue to date each other. And like um, Kenny has a new girlfriend and he has not showing anything of her on the Instagram that he has. I'm just trying to see what she looked like. Um, he does have a new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And he's like super happy with her. And that's really nice. Mm-hmm. So... Hey, you know what? You'll find love. You will find love. And, and it's not blind, honey. That is what I have learned. I literally would not. I, I would, would not. Never I have some show. preferences. Sorry about it. And like, I definitely don't necessarily have a solid type because I feel like I'm attracted to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But like, physical part of it is definitely part of it for me. It's like, I'm not shallow, but there are things. The thing is, it's like. There are things. Like, like it just affects. You know, it just, it makes sense. Like, there are certain aesthetics that remind you of certain things. Either that's good or bad, doesn't really matter. But, like, mm-hmm. if you're, if you find, like, someone that you emotionally connect with and then see them and they remind you of something that maybe you don't connect with. Yeah. Like, that is fine. And, I don't know, the show was, it was, in, it was interesting to see how people reacted to that because it really just resulted in, like, must not have sex. Yeah. <laughs> like, the other people, they were, like, all gung-ho about the sex. They were like, yes, we get to fuck now. Like, yes. But then the two couples who were very much like, oh, the physical and the emotional do not connect for me, mm-hmm. like, that resulted in, like, yeah, let's have this loving relationship, but don't touch me. <laughs> but don't touch me. <laughs> and I was like, like, we can kiss mm. each other. We can hug on each other. Yeah. But, like, if oh, we you can do are some trying things. to insert something. Although I think Jessica did No, she ended go up ahead having sex. Yeah, she went ahead. And I think, like... And I think, like, Kenny and Kelly also had, like, everything but sex kind of situation. They did. But it's like, you know, I just, anyway, we have to let it go. Because I will talk about this shit for hours. I love Love is Blind. Mm -hmm. It is too much. I love that show. It was so drama. And the thing was, I, like, (laughs) think that this is the funniest part of it, is, like, because it was so, like, straight and so very Christian. Oh, Yeah. It was so straight and so very Christian. I felt so removed. It's like from you're the just situation. watching it from the outside. And I was just like, this is beautiful. Yeah. This is how I want to watch reality television. Like, I can't watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians the way that no. I watch this. No, it's too Like, this is so easy for me it's to different. just be like, this is funny. It's like when I watch The Bachelor, 
I'm, I could never see myself in that scenario. Mm-hmm. The person that they're all fighting over, I'm like, I would never be attracted to him. He is literally yeah, yeah, yeah. not in my thoughts. Nope. And so, like, watching that, I'm like, this is so fun. I love seeing, like, just, like, how people form connections. with. Like, I just like watching it to see what happens. Right. Um, it's just, like, the drama that I need. Um, so let's move ourselves to the rest of this letter. But let's keep it brief. Because we got to, you know, we got places to be. We, we got, got people to see. Yeah, we got to go see stuff. Um, so, dear beloved. Yes, dear beloved. <laughs> we know who that is. It's Daniel. Um, last day on earth. You know, chaos, chaos. And <laughs> I'm just providing context. Yes. I thought you were, this was in the that letter. That wasn't in the letter. I no. thought this was in the letter. That was like a yeah. footnote for the letter. It was like a little, like, um, like I have a little note card that I want to mm-hmm. attach to the letter. Yeah. Just like chaos, chaos, chaos. chaos you know, madness, crazy. Crazy. Um, um, <laughs> I have given you a custom-made hazmat suit in your favorite shade of pink. Mm-hmm. I dyed it myself. You're welcome. You spent a lot of time in your last moments working on this. Mm-hmm, I did. Yeah. I just want to add, you know, Daniel, <laughs> that I may not have prepared anything for you uh, because I've spent so much time just in deep, deep sorrow mm-hmm. over, mm-hmm. you know, the lost time that we have, um, but also just a lot of tears over the time we've gotten to spend together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know my deepest thoughts. Uh, you know my radio voice better than anybody, period. You know how I like my transitions. Mm-hmm. You know, musical. Yeah. You know Free. that we're eccentric, but only for you. Just for you. Just for you. Um, Beyond these walls, nothing. Nothing at all for anybody else. Um, and that the joy that you bring to us will never in any of our like multitude of lives or wherever we end up be going, mm. be as great as when we get to spend this time with you. Truly. And when I reflect on you know, your impact to my life, I think mom-ass lipstick collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't have been pushed to collect the colors that I did without your bold looks. Yep. I also think that there's like multiple Instagram posts that I have made in the past that literally just reflected the clothes that you have worn into this studio. Truly. I just wore them. I literally have stolen them from your home. And yeah. It's almost like this is our confession. Yeah. And so <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Letting you know on our last day on this earth mm. that I be stealing your things. Because that's how I love much you so much. We love you. We be stealing because we love. We love deep. We love hard. Mm-hmm. In a very non-sexual, you didn't. I think people got way. It. <laughs> I think people had it. I didn't know what to do with that moment. It felt like it needed to be said. It probably didn't, but I think Daniel will respect me more for it. Yep, that's fair. Boundaries are important. Exactly. I want to be very transparent. <laughs> XOXO. Gossip girl. Your dad, best friends. <laughs> <laughs>